Welcome to B-Plot Podcast, the podcast where we take a look at some of the biggest movies from days gone by. Uh, mostly ignore it and look at the movies that come out on the exact same day. My name is Lincoln. I'm here with my man, Sam. Sam, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm good. I don't know why you started to freeze up on me, dude. You seem very scared all of a sudden. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you seem terrified. Uh, I'm just like... <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm, no. I'm just... I don't know. I'm just looking at the... This is the clearest you've ever come through. Guys, honestly, what we do here is we look at two movies, all right? We look at two movies. It's very, very simple. First movie we're looking at this time around, John Wick, starring the great uh, Keanu Reeves, came out in 2014, and a movie that came out on the exact same day. Um, man, it's hard to tell if anyone ever even saw this movie or heard of it. It's a movie called Exists, which... Um, Sorry, it's a movie called Exists, which uh, seems to contradict its own title because it it barely exists. Um, yeah. But let's talk about John Wick first, man. Mm. Uh, are you a fan of uh, of John Wick? Yeah. Uh, this this is the third time I've seen this one. I've seen the I've seen John Wick. First time I loved it. I was just happy to see Keanu Reeves hanging out. That was cool. Second time, watched it not too long ago, actually. It was like, it was good fun. This time, I, I it was the least I enjoyed. It's not a very rewatchable movie. Why would you say that? It kind of, it kind of, well, for me anyway, it kind of relies on the excitement of seeing Keanu Reeves do some stunts again and everything else. The, it's, the movie is up, but then after the first 15 minutes, the, it's just killing. Yeah, it's a lot of murder, a lot of death, a lot of mayhem. Um... This will be my second time rewatching it. Um, I love the franchise. I love the second John Wick. The third John Wick is probably one of the best action movies I saw. I remember it came out 2019, which now feels a, a lifetime away. But the two movies from mm. 2019 that really stuck with me, I guess it's three. It's the, one is John Wick and the other was Toy Story 4. And they all mm. kind of came out around the same time, I feel. And the third was? Uh, Parasite. But then I realized I probably watched that in 2020. So it didn't... 2020, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, John Wick, the story of John Wick, if you haven't seen it, is Keanu Reeves, he, uh, his wife dies and uh, he gets a little dog. And then uh, Alfie Allen, uh, Theon Greyjoy. The fish the guy fish... from Game of Thrones. Yeah, he, um, he actually, the fish guy from Game of Thrones. <laughs> so you remember him. Um, he uh, breaks in, kills the dog. And uh, leaves Keanu Reeves for dead. Why he doesn't murder him, I don't quite understand. Um, mm. But what we didn't, what he didn't know, is that Keanu Reeves is uh, a trained assassin in a very vague, um, what sounds like a, in a very vague Eastern European assassins guild. Yeah, yeah. A very um, ornate, quite cute, actually, a very courtly um, assassins guild. And you find out then that, you know, he's fucked up and then he comes in and he's going to kill everyone um, within that particular side of this organized crime situation. It's a very simple premise. It, it kind of harkens back to um, 70s films a lot, like a kind of your know, 70s B movies. Man yeah. is wronged. Man comes back, kills everyone. Disproportionate response. Um, harkens back to like Le Samurai, you know, the kind of lone uh, grieving, grieving assassin. Yeah. Lots so the, of things like uh, a, a very uh, uh, Charles Bronson 
type of like death wish type of vibes it very much so it has i think two of my two of my most appreciated things which is there really isn't an act one and act three the whole movie really is act two it's like those acts kind of a really 10 minutes either side and it's uh we pick up uh the wife is already dead and we close and it's just he killed the bad guy and got a new dog immediately within five seconds uh roll credits roll credits and it's just this is this is what i came to see i didn't normally for me the uh killing the wife off screen at the beginning and having that be a motivator would be my instant cancel for just having that as a character but i think john wick gets around it in a really nice way by going we're gonna hit three big things that people can't stand to lose their relationship their pet and their vehicle it was like those uh he has lost everything, in ter- you know, apart from his house, which is really nice, but not a reason to really live. Really nice, yeah. Um, and I think. What did this- you think of the house, though? I thought that was very like heat, dead tech, soulless. Yeah. I'm like, you build a happy home in this. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Geometric angles. Oh, a hundred percent. When they were making this movie, they were okay. So, uh, Chad Stileski, St- St- I think, is his name, the director, who was actually Keanu Reeves's stuntman on the Matrix movies. Mm. Um, I think what happened here is they were like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get stuntmen. We're going to get people who can actually do the thing. Keanu Reeves does like 90% of his stunts in this movie. Uh, we're going to get people who could do the thing. So we're going to put all the production money into that. Uh, so what house does John Whitley give? I don't know, the porno house up on Beverly Hills. You know I mean? It's clearly like a porn house. This is... Yeah, this is not... A, no one lives here. There's like this long place is like, is there a rug in sight? Like, is, mm. there, is there... Does he have a nice... It like, doesn't even seem... It seems very cold, obviously. His wife dies, you know. It's a reflective of his inner state, but I'm still like, I don't even know if it was a nice date. Mm, yeah, if yeah, I would have yeah. fucked with that. Um, do you have a couple of highlights for us from from John Wick? A couple of things that you that stood out to you uh, when you were rewatching it. The bit where Keanu Reeves is yelling at Michael. Is it Nyquist? Is that how you said his name? Yeah, let's just say that. Fuck it, right? Michael Nyquist. The bit where he's screaming at him when the, just before they put the plastic bag on his head. Right? Keanu Reeves gets criticised for his acting ability a lot. Or he he had done really before the John Wick movies. And then the John Wick movies came out and people were like, okay, we're going to back off. And I hate it because I love Keanu Reeves so much. And I have watched almost every fucking, even the shitty Keanu Reeves movies. I, the one where he gets kidnapped by two teenage girls in his house. I watched the movie because I just want to see Keanu Reeves happy. Uh, so that bit where he's screaming at the guy and he's like, he can't really muster the energy to do it because he's Keanu Reeves. He's too badass to be, I lost everything. But I'm like, that's... <laughs> but him really... I weirdly believe him in that more than I believe Daniel Day-Lewis in a lot of his roles. That's, this is uh, very controversial. I don't know why... I don't know why you, in having to praise Keanu Reeves... Have to shit have on little, Daniel Day. Have a, little, have a little stray bullet 
<laughs> for Daniel Day Lewis. Why can't you just let two bad bitches cook? Because, be- <laughs> because my brain was scrambling for a comparison, <laughs> and the first thing my brain did was went to Philip Seymour Hoffman, and, I, and my brain also went, "That's fucking crazy, Sam. You can't. That's the greatest actor to ever live. You can't say that." <laughs> Hey, shout out to Philip Seymour Hoffman when he bet up um, Tom Cruise. I, I, for some reason, that's the Philip Seymour Hoffman role that sticks in my mind. The Magnolia. Most. Uh, no, no. Um, oh, Mission sec- Impossible. The third Mission Impossible. Never saw it. It's the dumbest shit ever. And also, it, what, what makes it great for me in that one, uh, you'd, you'd probably like it. It's because Philip Seymour Hoffman is not the physical equal yeah. of Tom Cruise. <laughs> but the character is written in such a way that a chubby... Philip Seymour Hoffman just beats the shit out of Tom Cruise. <laughs> I believe it's fun to see. Yeah, it's fun to see. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what. What stood up to me this time around? Um, shout out to Kevin Nash, the the wrestler. Who did he, he play? Is, he uh, he's also in Magic Mike. Um, he was Diesel in the WWF. Uh, uh, Big Sexy was his one of his big nicknames, and he um, is the guard outside the club. When, oh, when Keanu comes, when John Wick comes up and says, "Take the night off," and then uh, Kevin Nash has to like make an insane. Uh, does like a Russian accent, which is quite fun if you know who he is. Um, I, he, I know him. Sorry, I know him from the only thing I know him from is he plays Tim Robinson's dad in the prematurely cancelled sitcom Detroiters in one episode. But Big weird. Hank, and I was like, this guy weird. is hilarious. Who is this guy? Yeah, he's good. He's a good guy. I remember the story goes like a few years ago when he came back from wrestling too early or too late, apparently. Um, I think he just blew out both of his quads. Mm. Just like stripped both of his clubs bare, which is hilarious. Um, the, the thing that, that stuck, out, stuck out to me, on top of all of the fighting, fightings, which are great, is that uh, Alfie Allen's death is really unfulfilling, mm. um, as it should be. Because um, John Wick goes on this rampage, kills everyone, and he just looks up, boom, shoots him dead, right onto the next one. And I was like, "This is such a, uh, it's such an interesting way to deal with it as well." Because it's not even like there's a like a catharsis. Mm. He doesn't even like feel any relief or anything. He just shoots him dead. And I was like, "If someone had taken away your only..." And dude, I love when this happens because it's a little bit dumb. I feel like that scene where Keanu explains uh, what the dog meant to him is really not necessary. Disagree with like re- <laughs> No, but the point is where he goes, he killed the only thing that meant anything to me. That dog, that dog represented life. And I was like, oh, I know that. I know yeah. the dog represents yeah. your redemption. You don't have to make it explicit. That's why very- I do like it. <laughs> because- it's such a clear <laughs> metaphor. Yeah. When he's like... Uh, it's baked into the beginning. The letter is like, you need something to care about after I am gone, otherwise you will kill yourself. And then he repeats, and I'm like, yes, be fucking on the nose, because the thing is, you're right, you're 100% right. As a film, stupid, breaks, like, don't do it, super condescending, blah, blah, blah. As Keanu Reeves, as like a vulnerable widower in this in this action movie, like high world of circumstance. I love that he reintroduces the stakes of, I really cared about this puppy because it represented my dead wife. And I'm sad about that. How do you feel? I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's so unnecessary, man. And like, 
it's not that I even hate it. I just I, I just found it a little bit. I just found it dumb. Yeah. Um, more than anything, it's like when. Do you remember when? I think this is one of the things that people hated most about Donald Trump. Is where is he by the way? Someone needs to tell me where this guy is. I'm getting worried. <laughs> um, but one of the things that people hated most about Donald Trump, besides him being uh, racist and 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 sexist and all of these things, is he would make things that were once implicit explicit. Mm-hmm. Is um, Donald Trump would go up on stage and be like, "No, America first. We don't give a shit about those other countries." And I 100% believe the people in politics. They don't give a shit. Yeah. That's how they think. But his big mistake or his big uh, selling point was saying it out loud, which everyone's like, whoa, 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 you can't say this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's very funny that, um, and it underlines the hilarity of it. It's like, that dog represented this and this and this. And I'm like, Keanu, you've killed like 40 people. <laughs> <laughs> well, we spoke on the... Um... <laughs> We spoke on the the No Country for Old Men episode about how the if you're in Hollywood you are punished for killing the animal, right? And and and, and No Country for Old Men sets itself apart for not killing for not punishing the protagonist the characters for killing uh, killing animals in self defense. And this is like the ultimate thing. Like you said, like he's got like a body count. He's got like a small platoon is dead because because he misses his dog. But again, yes, yes, and say it and tell everybody constantly how you're feeling and what your emotional development is. Because Ke- again, Keanu Reeves hasn't properly smiled in a film between Speed and like maybe 2017, I think, was the next thing where it was like, oh, oh, he's happy again. Oh man, you gotta love Keanu. Mm. You gotta love Keanu. Because I'm just thinking of like, if this had to go to a court of law, like... All right, they hold up Keanu Reeves. You are basically the greatest ma- mass murderer of our time. You're like you have like the body count of like a Serbian warlord or mm. something. Like it's nuts. You should be at the Hague to be honest, because you because ta- in the movie two and three he takes the shit global. Like he's <laughs> he's in the Middle East, he's in London, he's in uh, Italy for a bit. It goes, it becomes insane. Um, and they're like, and they was like, so how do you plead? Uh, Keanu, uh, not guilty. And the guy's like, well, why not? It's like, oh, they killed my dog. Not proportionate. <laughs> not proportionate. <laughs> you killed 300 people. Not proportionate at all. Um, also, the other thing that's that's quite unusual about um, kind of modern action movies and this kind of action movies is the, the movies that kind of movies that this is based on, the kind of Death Wish movies, the kind of B-rated action movies um, of the 80s and 70s. It's interesting that it's like quite... Um, uh, sexless yeah in the se- in the sense that um there is the one female protagonist uh antagonist who is i only remember us i think that's the girl from friday night lights i'm not sure mm-hmm. i haven't um, seen her, but yeah but there's like a little scene where this woman kind of comes on to john wick or the bartender or whatever but there's like literally not a hint of like yeah john might find a new wife or might mm. hook up with someone else or might fuck the pain away it's like it's very sexless which is like quite a modern action movie trend like i think those movies have moved to that type of situation um let's move on to exists a movie that literally just exists um do you want to give us the uh do you want to give us the uh rundown of exists what it is sam uh four sexy teens and their hideously grotesque freak cameraman brother 
go to a cabin in the woods to have sexy time and film stuff for no reason. And Bigfoot attacks them. Bigfoot. Um, a bip- bipedal? I don't know if you always say that. Bipedal. A, um, bipedal, is that how you say that? Um, <laughs> Bigfoot. A um, couple of things. This movie starts off at the very beginning with um, a title card saying um i have the title card in front of me let me just is it like uh since 1967 there have been 3100 sightings of bigfoot in the, like the continental united states something like that. some outrageous dumb shit like that the it starts off in saying like yeah since uh, yeah there's been 3000 sightings in the united states alone <laughs> um which implies that the rest of the world are just fucking spying Bigfoot everywhere. Yeah, which I don't think is true. I don't think that's I don't think that's true at all. And uh, secondly, um, it says Bigfoot ex- Bigfoot experts, um, Bigfoot experts, yeah, suggest that um, they will only at- they will only become violent once attacked. Um, is the second line, and I want to take issue with um, the phrase Bigfoot experts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would take issue with that phrase. I don't think there's a there's such a thing. I don't think um I think the moment someone describes himself as a Bigfoot expert, they stop being an expert in anything else. <laughs> um, we call them fans. That's what we call fans. them. <laughs> Bigfoot yeah, fans. Um Bigfoot fans. Um just guys who um you know at a lesser time would like live in the woods. Um guys who don't, you know, pay taxes, guys who don't <laughs> believe in the government. Guys who um, have like uh, a stash of like tin goods mm. uh, underneath and uh, in their garage in case you know the government comes. Yeah, I um, also I, I love the uh, the doomsday prepper who's scared of the Bigfoot apocalypse. <laughs> There's only one. Um, oh, so we thought. Um, yes, this is a found footage film actually that is uh, made by the people who made. Um, Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project, yeah. So they're kind of the original uh, found footage film. And I think the guy who wrote it then wrote... Um, have you seen the VHS series? I saw the first one. I haven't seen the second one. Yeah, I've seen the first one as well. It's not too bad as far as things go. It's like a kind of found footage horror anthology uh, series. And it's quite low tech. Mm. Um, it's, like, it's got a framing device and then a bunch of different directors have done different movies within it. The guy wrote the second... Um, VHS anthology. Which one was that? We, oh, you mean the second uh, film? Yeah, the second film, because there's VHS and VHS 2. And I can't remember what else, because I think there was another thing that he did. But the, the point is, found footage films, Sam, are the dumbest shit ever to me. Um, I don't, I don't, I can't stand them at all. Let me, I'll stake up my claim. Yeah. I hate found footage films. I think it's very difficult to make them good. Um, I think... It tends to lend itself to horror because obviously there's like a built-in framing device. It's a very cheap way to film. Mm. Um, there are one or two good ones. I'll, I'll, I won't deny. Um, Chronicle, for example, is one of my favorite ones, but that's more kind of science fiction. That's the superhero one, right? Yeah, I think that's a really yeah. good film. Uh, I think that's a really good film. I haven't, um, I haven't seen it since it came out. I remember it being okay. I remember it being a. I remember being surprised. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I was more invested than I expected. Because be. it's got a young Michael B. Jordan in it. Um, and it's about this kid who dis- discovers he has superpowers, blah, blah, blah. Now, that's not important. The point is the reason found footage doesn't really work for me as horror movies is because if you are afraid, if you are being attacked, 
put down the camera and go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Leave. Mm-hmm. This is not the th- if if why are you still filming if you are afraid for your life? And this movie tries its best to get around it. Like it uses all of this. It was like a GoPro advert. Yeah. These various GoPros that have been attached to handlebars of bikes. And, you know, and at various points, you know, you kind of lose the framing device entirely because I'm like, who's filming this? And like, yeah, which, okay. GoPro advert. There's even that scene where the guy who is supposed to be the cameraman has laid out every single bit of GoPro accessories and equipment on the table in like perfect storefront unison. And then the other guys are like, we're going to the lake. And he's like, wait, let me pack up guys. And it's like, that's insane. And then like you said, there's he's got GoPros attached to random parts of the car, to like inside the house in just these still shots. And it's like, okay, don't, don't make a found footage movie then. Just make a low budget fucking horror movie. I agree. I completely um, agree. And I want to talk a little bit about found footage because a lot of people have the kind of misconception that found footage horror movies came from um, the Blair Witch Project, right? Which it did. Which it, the Blair Witch Project was was one of the biggest ones. I think it still holds the world record for the highest gross to budget ratio because it costs something like 60 grand to make tops can i can i ask is it is it not has it not been overtaken by the paranormal by the paranormal activity i think one? blair witch project has made more made more money uh than any paranormal activity and cost a lot less because they didn't get act- i mean they, they were actors but they were the and this is the interesting thing. So the Blair Witch, which is like 1999, survives a lot off the strength that people thought it was real. And which is insane because <laughs> it was just a camera technique. Uh, but they built up this. It was it was really more of a, a, a kind of like wonder in marketing campaigns because they built up this mythology before releasing any footage or any trailers for the movie. Um, but Going back, I want to say it was like late seventies, early eighties. Going back to Cannibal Holocaust, which mm-hmm. was one of the first found footage horror movies, and shocked people. A lot of people thought it was real. There's that famous scene uh, where there's a woman impaled on a pole, um, and the guy, the director, actually had to go to court to testify to prove that this woman was alive because they thought the court thought that he'd murdered a woman and impaled her for the movie and she had to fly out and be like, look, I'm a, I'm a gymnast and I do balancing act. It's a bicycle seat. I'm just sitting on that. Uh, but why I think nothing has sort of managed to, to take off, uh, to really like set that same cultural waypoint, like the Blair Witch or Cannibal Holocaust has, because what Cannibal Holocaust did was it was a found footage movie that was also a real movie about the people finding the footage. And I think that's the angle that you almost need to take because whenever I'm watching a found footage horror movie, I'm like, well, it's done. There's this kind of thing in my head of like, oh, it's it's done though. Like, I'm just going through the footage. I'm not, there's, yeah. there's no urgency. Yeah, but, and that's why I think Chronicle is a good example of the genre is because uh, what Chronicle did very well, which this movie doesn't do well, is Chronicle gives you, A, it tells you who... It, it, it like creates the um, the narrative situation 
is put in brackets so that you know who edited these clips together. Mm. They give you the framing device so that you know why this scene follows this scene. And when there's situations where characters couldn't have filmed it or wouldn't have been practical to film it, either it's left out of the movie altogether and you find out later in the next scene or a different camera source, a video camera source. Mm. Or, and that comes in and it's dialogueless because obviously there wouldn't be any dialogue if, yeah. that, if a security camera. So it's like, it's really faithful and kind of like not in the way of the story. The problem with most horror found footage films is that like, yeah, who, number one, who's editing the shit together? Mm -hmm. Who's deciding who found this? And then who's deciding that this has to come after this and then this has to come after this? And yeah, it's just, it's a very tired, I think, it's a tired technique for, for horror movies. However, I think it's something that would be quite interesting in other genres. Yeah. I think it would be really interesting to see what it looks like in a romantic comedy sense or uh, in an action movie or in a courtroom drama or whatever. I think it would be quite interesting. Mm. Well, two, two weirder uh, examples, one of which is uh, that episode of Broad City that they do all through their social media. The whole thing is on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. Mm, yeah and this and i was like yeah it's really funny and you've managed to do it and the other was a film uh came out a few a couple years ago called searching that was a thriller and it's about a guy and his daughter goes missing and the whole film is his laptop screen as he's trying to get in touch with people make facetime calls um it's the guy from harold and kumar harold from harold and kumar i can't remember his name it's either john john cho I don't know. So John Cho. Yeah, it's John Cho. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Um, Interesting. And yeah, surprising watch. Also, and I think this was the other thing, is because that was a thriller and not a horror, it works. It works because they're using the technology and the the idea of like no cameraman or camera woman to, to tell as part of the story, whereas it exists. It's just Bigfoot. There's no, there is no reason for this to be found footage apart from the fact that you unfortunately it's just a guy in a bigfoot costume who by <laughs> the way also i don't know if you look this up but also briefly played harry from harry and the hendersons in a tv show and i was like imagine being typecast as bigfoot the guy in the bigfoot suit um let's let's go through exists a little bit one of the things that happens is all right, I was, uh, there's a guy, a, a piece of shit, as you said. He invites his friends around, his very dumb friends. He invites them around to this cabin. It's uncle's cabin. And um, it turns out that uh, there's no one's been at this cabin for a long while. Someone left the cabin in quite a hurry. They, at the very beginning of the movie, hit a, a Bigfoot. They said, well, is that a deer? It's like, nah, motherfucker, that's Bigfoot. <laughs> um, and they drive on. Then Bigfoot comes back uh, to, to hunt them down and he kind of takes them out one by one. Am I missing anything, Sam, of interest or of note? Not at all. There is, well, Not at all. <laughs> well, you've gone through a bunch of stuff that isn't of interest or of note. That's the film. The film is not interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, you know what I do like? I do like that Bigfoot is present. I do, mm -hmm. like that. I do like that you get to see Bigfoot. Yeah. Which I know is dumb, but it's like, all right, it's a, 
Go, throw me a bone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is Bigfoot. Um, one of my favorite uh, scenes in the film is uh, they realize that they're going to have to go ask for help. They're going to have to go and uh, get a cell phone signal, phone someone to come and help them because Bigfoot has uh, destroyed their car. Bigfoot's quite smart, actually. Very intelligent creature. Mm. Um, and the guy's cycling along and Bigfoot is um, to the left of him and shot. Bigfoot's chasing him down. But Bigfoot is still a kind of a blurry... <laughs> washed out yeah uh image which is very funny because <laughs> apparently like the the like as soon as he's cycling 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 and he looks over and like apparently like the gopro just makes like one pixel now <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's bigfoot a blurry bigfoot amorphous like an amoeba jumps at him and breaks his leg um which is quite funny i also love I, I love Bigfoot's variance of running speeds in this because there's a point where there's that point where he chases down and catches up to the best cyclist of the group who is going 30 miles an hour easy, right, through through the forest and Bigfoot just sprints and catches up with him. But then this guy who is high and done nothing but just like get stoned and yell at the woods all day and is really out of shape is just like... I can't, I just can't quite, uh, it's just so, I'm like, that's, it's ridiculous, man. Sam, can I say something? Please don't take this the wrong way. I kind of look like the Bigfoot. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. I, if you told me, Sam, that you don't believe in Bigfoot at all, it's fucking stupid. I would believe you. But if you told me that you 100% believe in Bigfoot, I would believe you too. Shut up. <laughs> I would, both of those things feel like. I feel like you. There's like a conspiracy theory part of you that, that will give Bigfoot a shot. Uh, I don't care. I the th like. I the reason I don't believe Bigfoot exists is because, like, the shit that we have found, like deep in the ocean. Do you know what I mean? Like the new species that we discover in the rainforest every fucking week. I'm like, I just feel like a guy wouldn't be that hard. Like a big guy. Are there any um, of these things that you do believe in? Uh, Loch Ness, Bigfoot, Saskatchewan. No. Um, no, none none of, of that shit. None of those. Aliens. Yeah. I 100% believe in aliens mm. because that feels like a, a mathematical yeah. impossibility for them not to exist. Do you think aliens have been here before though? Mm. Uh, no, I don't think no. I'm not. I, I really think there would be some residue from like in our solar system that would be discoverable. I think maybe I, I mean, there's also there's the whole Mars thing, you know, like the whole uh, we're evolved from bacteria that initially formed on Mars theory, which I quite like. I quite like the idea that that's mm. what cause the thing but i think in terms of like earth civilization like human civilization definitely not i kind of want to believe in stuff like bigfoot just because it's like more i feel like it's more fun than not believing in it mm. but i think the biggest problem that bigfoot has uh, as a belief system is i don't want to have to align myself with the people who already believe in bigfoot yeah, like if it was like cool, like if Vince Staples was like, yeah, he's in, into Bigfoot, I'd be like, yeah, I can rock with Vince Staples. He's a tastemaker. Yeah, <laughs> but it's all these like really like people that you don't want to align yourself with, and then you end up not 
believing in Bigfoot at all. So it's like B- Bigfoot is such a like a budget conspiracy theory. Oh, it's so boring. Like Lame. it's just there's a again there's a there's a hairy man in the woods. It's like that's fuck. It's Steve, dude. It's Steve. You chased <laughs> Steve out of town because he was a pervert, and he just hasn't cut his hair and he's wanking in the woods, man. <laughs> Yeah, and that's probably what's happened. That's probably what's happened. Um, but like, you see this, you see this Bigfoot very clearly, and um, it's a good-looking Bigfoot, you know, as far as these Bigfoots go. It's good-looking. He's got his Bigfoot is um, pretty jacked up. Um, was this a female Bigfoot by any chance? No. Or well, you, maybe. Do you think it was a maybe? Yeah, it's possible to know because in the end, ultimately, at, uh, they end up in a trailer. Um, the remaining uh, people from the group end up in a trailer bum 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 they all get murked the uncle whose cabinet is he comes back but he also gets murked and they're all um bigfoot does a, a very kind of ceremonial thing where he lays out all the dead bodies uh next to each other the kind of one remaining survivor the the main kind of videographer he uh is alive and he starts crying and apologizing and sobbing and then he sees it was a baby bigfoot the baby Bigfoot that they hit at the very beginning of the film. And what Bigfoot was doing was enacting uh, revenge through tears of grief. <clears throat> and um, at the end, the movie has got a really dumb ending because he's got the gun right in front of him, the main videographer. And at this point in time, Bigfoot had been injured. So he's standing there or she's standing there with like a big wound across the chest and the arm. And, um, he has a chance to kill Bigfoot, shoot Bigfoot square between the eyes and just end this whole sorry saga. But no, he gives himself up and wants to commit suicide by Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) But Bigfoot leaves him alone. Bigfoot's so moved by this man's display of uh, contrition that um, Bigfoot gallops away Mm. and the man uh, lives to fight another day. Yeah, wait, why did you... I, I I agree, but why did you think it was stupid? Because it's an animal. Kill the animal and go away. <laughs> Kill the animal and go away. The animal's killed five people. Yeah, you're, including your brother, your uncle. Kill this animal. Dead between the eyes. Don't put your life, don't put your life in the hands of this, of this Bigfoot. It's not worth the risk. Yeah. At all. And I also think it's stupid from the opposite angle. I think when he puts the gun down, Bigfoot just rips the Get head him. off. Get him, Bigfoot. And also, not least, this is the thing. I feel like this is Eduardo Sanchez, the director, writer-director, mm. just being in love with Bigfoot. And it's like, no. To, at least after everything, give us the payoff of like a gory on-camera death. You know? Right. Um yeah, no, it was, it was it was bad in every way. I feel like R.I.P. Eduardo Sanchez. It's just you really want this found footage thing to take off more, and you're not even the best at it. I don't know. You're the most famous, but Cannibal Holocaust I... and Par- I think Paranormal Activity was even better than the Blair Witch because yes, I agree. Where, even when the Blair Witch came out, I was not. You would have been eight years old. I was nine years old. I was terrified of the myth. A couple years later, I watched the movie. I was like, trash. It's boring. It's just boring. boring. It's f- so boring. At least, at the very least, like Paranormal Activity has like the beats of a horror movie. There's like scary parts and like jump scares and like, mm. ah. Yeah. And it, this is, 
We did, um, what did we do? We did Terrified on this podcast. Remember Aterados, the terrified movie, which I thought was really scary in a fun way. You didn't, you didn't get scared by no. it, but I thought it was, I thought that was a good creeper. And it's like, I, th- Exist is almost a film I want everybody who shits on horror to watch. I want to say, I feel like if you don't like horror movies, I want you to do a back-to-back marathon of watch, exi- watch Exist and then watch Hereditary and just tell me that horror isn't fucking difficult. Like, it's it's yeah. such a hard genre, man. But it's also thinking about um, Exist, or about found footage in general, is I think we have to move to a place where... Uh, found footage, the those questions, either you don't bother answering them anymore, you don't address them at all. Mm. Like, you know, for example, the US office has this, both of the office, the UK and the US office has this kind of uh, umbrella structure of it being a documentary. Yeah. Then they made Parks and Rec uh, afterwards. And Parks and Rec, that's just the style now. Yeah. There's no umbrella... Um, there's no umbrella kind of term for it. And there's no kind of like breaking of the fourth wall. That's just how those things are made now. Yeah. And the same thing happened with Modern Family. Modern yeah. Family is is made in that style. And as such, it's a mockumentary. But like the, do- the, the documentary part of the mockumentary is completely gone now. Yeah. So it, 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 and the premise becomes impossible. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, but then also we are so familiar with documentaries and we're so familiar with mockumentaries that it's like not necessary to explain it anymore. It's not necessary to like be like, well, actually, this is a thing about modern families, and then there's like, it's not, it's not important. Yeah. And so I think that's where found footage needs to end up, where like you can have the trappings of this, uh, you can have all of the kind of trappings of found footage without having to have the contrivance of being like, no, I'm gonna put this GoPro on here so that we can see that it's like, no, just mm. it's fine, just edit it together in that style. But anyway. We can talk about this uh, uh, for ages. Let's go into categories. Right, so we have categories on this uh, on this podcast here, and that is how we compare these two films. Um, that's uh, when we take... Uh, usually the first one that we look at is the instant cancellation. So this is something that was okay in 2014, which is, I mean, not that long ago. Am I, am I right, guys? That's pretty, pretty recent. It's actually seven years ago. What the fuck, bro? Um, what would be okay in 2014 that would not be okay now, Sam? Uh, John Wick, the uh, Keanu Reeves wakes up and the mobsters are all trying to kill him in his own house. He, he obviously easily kills them all. And then he hears the doorbell go, sees the flashing lights outside, opens the door to a cop. And the joke in the film is obviously this cop is so aware of who John Wick is that he won't go in. Because he's like, ah, and he's just like, are you working again? But the, my instant cancel is going to a house, knocking on the door. The door is opened by a white man covered in someone else's blood. And there is a body lying on the floor, stabbed to death that you can see. And you go, anyway, have a nice night, fellow whitey. I'm like, that's no, come on, man. Can't be doing that. It's all right, because it's all white. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's very, very, very true. Um... Instant cancellation, I think, is uh, in um, uh, exists when he the guy's just like filming that couple hooking up, and he doesn't have a real reason. He doesn't. Have, he's like he also said, "I'm gonna put this on YouTube," and I'm like, "This is 
Why? Yeah. What are you filming this for? This is creepy. Are you even friends with these people? Mm. Odd. <laughs> also, Odd. sorry, another one in exists. They're, they're driving up to the cabin. It's late at night and they see the tree has fallen in the path and they go, oh, well, we just got to walk the rest of the way. And the only black guy in the whole movie goes, uh, what does he say? Oh, black people don't do this shit. And I was like, walk. Like just well, black people don't walk. Yeah, just walk. Uh, that that was just such a joke. Oh man, in there not for that guy, the black guy in exists. He was the first um, black character that I've seen in a horror movie. Where I was like, I hope you die first. Motherfucker. <laughs> I hope, I'm the... Oh god, you're the worst. Um, also, another instant cancellation. I also just remembered is um, I think his name's Lance Reddick. The name that he was from the, the um... yeah from the wire. Cedric from the wire. The accent is not good, not good. Also, knowing that you—that's not how you speak. There was something. I don't know why though, but it's like because I'm—I'm I'm sure he's fine with it. I'm, but like, it's like uh, it's, it makes me feel odd. When I first saw Joe, Witt, so this is the thing. Where, uh, like, yeah, Lance Reddick was also in Oz, right? The the prison drama, and he shows up with like a really fucking terrible Jamaican accent. I'd already seen The Wire at this point. I really like the actor. So I'm like, oh no, come on. And it turns out at the end of the episode that he's American. He's an undercover cop trying to infiltrate the prison with this bad Jamaican accent. And I was like, you get the pass. So when I first saw John Wick, I was like, ah, he's undercover again. And I was like, oh no, two hundred uh, percent different things. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine, I guess. Uh, where did work moment? A moment in... Um both of these films that was yeah, a little bit progressive in 2014. What would you have for either Exists or for John Wick? It's Exists. Uh, and it's there's it's when there's three of them left alive. And uh, the, the brother, the main, the cycling brother has died. And then the black guy's girlfriend has just been like slammed to death. And the, the two, essentially from the couple... Are like hugging each other in support. They're like, mm. oh, both of our partners just died. Let's hug. And then the camera guy, who's the first victim's brother, gets in and just has like a little three-way hug. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Little um, little emo- three-way emotional support in the middle of this. Yeah. It's actually, maybe it's weirdly really wug that there wasn't even a final girl, that it's a final boy. That's quite unusual. Usually in these horror movies, it's a final girl. And um, usually she's... Um, uh, Bigfoot has attacked her in such a way that um, three quarters of her titties are exposed. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, she's lost uh, all of her clothes, so she just has to run everywhere in her bra. But uh, no, this time we go around for a really pudgy white dude. Maybe that's, so that's why nice. he lived at the end was because he stayed virginal throughout the whole. <laughs> he, he wasn't seduced by the Bigfoot <laughs> wang. Uh, what's the next one? Freaky Friday. So if you had to swap characters between these two. Thanks. What would you do? Oh, man. What would I do? I would 100% um, get John Wick into exists. Mm-hmm. Um, I would get him to kill all of these people. Also, um, get him to dead uh, Bigfoot. Okay. Just get, get him to dead Bigfoot. I think that's actually... You know, this is also like segueing into my... Um, segueing into my kind of... What's the word? Uh, my genre, uh, uh, not genre, genre bender, yeah, is I would get him to then uh, the hunted. Have you seen the hunted? Benicio del Toro and no. uh, Tommy Lee Jones. No, not just seen. two guys, f- 
two guys fighting to the death in the wilderness. Uh, and John Wick hand-to-hand combat with um, hand-to-hand combat with Bigfoot in the in the wilderness. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take the cameraman from Exists. I'm gonna put him in John Wick, right? But he's just following John Wick, trying to film all of this insane action. But because he's such a shitty cameraman, he can't. He he never quite gets any of it. So it's like a lot of like high tech. Did you ever see Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping? I haven't. I'm looking forward to it though. I won't spoil the joke then. Watch that movie. It's got there's a joke, a very specific joke I'm thinking of, but do that. And then what was the wrestler called? Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. I'm putting him in Bigfoot, and this bleeds into my genre blender because he's uh he's I'm I'm replacing the videographer with him. And when Bigfoot first like starts attacking them he just straight up wrestles bigfoot and then all of the all of the kids realize oh this is really entertaining mm-hmm. and they just start like it's like glow but with bigfoot so they just build their own wrestling arena in the middle of the woods it's like come see kevin nash fight the sasquatch hey five dollars ahead i'm thinking you know, I, I thought you were gonna go down the 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 way of like dragon heart where <laughs> where they hustle people where Kevin out Nash of... hustles him and they do this kind of professional wrestling gimmick where they keep he keeps he keeps killing Bigfoot. <laughs> and that's why there's so many sites. Yeah, over and over. Um but Bigfoot's there, the last of my kind. Um Oh, uh, you know what? Couple one thing well, couple things. Uh John Wick, right? The the way he kills Michael Nyquist at the end. They're having this duel, and it's funny because of what you said about Tom Cruise and Philip Seymour Hoffman are like not equally matched at all, and that is very much the case in this movie where it's like, oh, it's Keanu Reeves beating the shit out of an OAP. How is this even a fight? So he pulls a knife. Keanu Reeves stabs himself with the knife so that the guy stops trying to stab him and he can overpower him. And he's like, fuck it, I don't even need to live anymore. I'm just gonna fucking go. Do you think that was a little, a sly, uh, like a very, very sly, deep cut speed reference? Oh, yeah. To shoot you, the hostage. To, yeah, to shoot the hostage. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I like that. I like that those things are connected. Can I ask you another question? Someone asked this. I listened to a podcast, a very good podcast that I'll shout out called The Big Picture from The Ringer. In movies, are other movies of alive? Do other movies exist in movies? So in John Wick, for example, in John Wick, can Keanu Reeves watch the movie Speed? Yeah. But then what is Keanu Reeves seeing when he sees Speed? Seeing the, he's seeing the film exactly as it is, but where his face is, just like this weird kind of Bruh, like, blur. Like, like witness protection. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I wonder who that guy is. Oh. Kawabunga, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a fascinating idea that it's like, or yeah. it's just the guy from Speed Two if they reach <laughs> you. <laughs> Man, that's one of the biggest drop-offs in, in terms of quality that you will ever see. Um, yeah, but I'm fascinated by that. Like, would John Wick be aware? Because like it happens in um, Tango and Cash. Have you seen Tango and Cash? Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone are like a buddy Long cop time duo. Ago. Don't remember it. And in one point in time, Sylvester Stallone says Rambo is a pussy. Which means that Sylvester Stallone is aware in the universe of Tango and Cash 
the movie Rambo mm. exists. But it also begs the question, what does he see when he sees when Tango or Cash sits down to watch Rambo? Was it wasn't Rambo a real dude though? Rambo was an Rambo's a fictional character. The book is, is, a, is a novel. Oh. It's based so the, <laughs> this is going to be some like next step information, but I remember reading an article in 2009 about the real life soldiers that like action movies are based on. I feel like it's based on No. There's a French okay. There was a French dude in World War Two who did some mad shit, and then they made a film of it, but they toned down the madness anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, no, no, I did that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. have you seen any anything you want to recommend before we head out of here? Two, two big things. One, and I watched this before we decided to watch John Wick this week, but I had to. I had to finally sit down and watch Bill and Ted face the music. Fucking beautiful. Oh, Just that's lovely. Joyous. That's nice so, to hear much fun if you like me have wanted to see keanu reeves just have a good time since speed this is the movie it's both mo- it's so good and the other was uh i watched bad trip last night oh the, and? Uh, so fucking funny dude oh that's good to hear just like watch it immediately it's hysterical it's like eric andre tiffany haddish lil rel howry do I love it, I love Lil Rel. I love uh, Tiffany Haddish. Eric Andre, I have to hold up my hands and say I don't get it. Oh, he is like uh, my god now. I f- oh. This dude just he hits my funny bone like no one else, man. Okay. I, it, as funny as like early Sasha Baron Cohen. Okay. If not, yeah. Hmm. What Fair about enough, you? Man. Any recommends? Uh, oh, have I watched any movies recently? I haven't. Um, I would recommend some TV shows that I've recently, I've restarted The Sopranos, so I'm in season one of that. Great show. Just go back. It's as good as you remember. Uh, I finished uh, Last Chance You. Right. The, have you seen this before? It's a document. It's a basketball documentary um, about these kids in junior college who um, have to kind of graduate to bigger schools, and it's fucking beautiful. It's beautiful to see these young black men like just have to like overcome just I'm, and like it's you know what's really good about it is like watching like 21 year olds 20 year olds the most athletic people you will ever see in your life and then they just can't like take a bad call from a referee <laughs> or they just can't show up to practice on time and you're like dude life is so much harder <laughs> than you showing up on time for for an 11 o'clock in the morning practice and you're like <laughs> guy shows up at, and you're like the fuck dude you're so talented what are you doing <laughs> yeah. um that was great that's on netflix really enjoyed that um watch the comedy special i loved nate Borgazzi had a great uh, um it's called the greatest average american great comedy special enjoyed that so yeah that's what i watched all right man cool. let's get out of here mm. see you guys next week peace